Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to PRI Talk. Uh, this is Jason Bibler. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving week uh, whenever you are listening to this. Um, excited about the next few weeks and doing a little bit of a series on the podcast. Um, but if you haven't been listening the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of talking about it a little bit. But got together with some of my coaching friends and buddies and colleagues and um, just discussing and talking about why we love volleyball. So doing a little series called Why We Love Volleyball and uh, talking with some of my coaching friends about it. So uh, first up this week, I thought we would kick things off with um, with talking with my former boss, uh, Kellen Mock. Um, she was uh, the, the head coach, uh, my, my head coach for, for a number of years um, at the college level. And, um, you know, we still keep up and touch base and talk about volleyball and kids and life. And so it was fun uh, getting to chat with her about volleyball um, and the sport that her and I are both still uh, involved in um, uh, 10 years later. So um, hope you guys enjoy it and hope you guys enjoy um, these uh, podcast episodes um, over the next few weeks. Thanks. Kellen, thanks for being on. Um, really appreciate it and always enjoy catching up and chatting with you. Um, what, uh, tell, tell everyone a little bit about you coaching wise background. Cause not everyone who listens is going to know, um, who you are. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, I'm Kellen and thank you for having me. Um, it's exciting, it's exciting to talk about the game. You know, anytime you get a chance to talk about the game, um, yes. let's see, I played volleyball forever you know, typically started as a, a little kid doing YMCA ball with my mom as the coach, you know, and then um, played college ball at Abilene Christian University and loved it. Um, and then I ended up coaching it at, at NECU as well. So um, for those of y'all that don't know, um, Jason and I actually worked together for a while. So that's kind of fun. Um, but I coached was, for eight years at the college. That ball. was like a, another lifetime ago, I feel like. I mean, it, it's about a decade ago, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> So was it really? We are getting old. It was. Uh, yeah. I was, 2010. 2010, I think, is when you came in. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was at Angelo for 08 and 09. Yeah. Then, I mean, you know, gosh, we're getting old. Man. We are. We both had we babies are. during that time frame, and now we have big kids. So we, well, yeah, we both had several babies during that time frame. Yeah. So, so craziness. Yeah. Fun times. Okay. Um. So, so we're, uh, getting people on the podcast and just talking about why we love volleyball. And I think it's fun to hear stories and I think it's fun to hear, you know, why people uh, stay connected to the game for so long. Um, we're involved in the game for so long. They're still involved in the game. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so, so talk a little bit about why you loved playing volleyball, why you still love being involved in the sport. Cause I know your daughter is, is playing right mm-hmm. now. So um, go for it. Yeah, you know you could you know I could talk for like thirty minutes on that topic mm-hmm. without ever stopping. So interrupt oh, me sure. and ask questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, let's see. I loved playing the game because um, I was you know I was that kid that in, in seventh grade athletics you know I I played six sports that year you know so I, I played not everything but I played a lot of different sports and volleyball was always the one that I loved the most and. You know, I think part of that's doing due to an inpatient nature. You know, my, my daughter also <laughs> plays soccer. Yeah. Um, and, and I played soccer too, but whew, watching soccer, it's like, man, we just spend an hour 
and 15 minutes out in the heat watching this game and it's still zero to zero, you know? So I, I love the still. fact in volleyball that we score on every, on every single play. Um, that, that is probably something that has always been one of the most exciting things to me about volleyball is that there's always a point scored. Um, but there isn't another sport that I had been a part of that is as team oriented as volleyball, you know, and, and, and Jason and I are both um, believers in, in Christ. And so we have that, that commonality. And one of the things I think is one of my, my personal gifts in, in life is being an encourager. And it is so fun to be somebody that likes encouraging other people inside of this sport, because every yeah. single play, you, you just can't do anything alone. I mean, with the exception of being a phenomenal server, you know, if you're, if you're good enough to get out there and score, you know, 25 points off of your serve, well, that's great. But that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Once <laughs> you get out of sixth grade, that doesn't really happen anymore. <sighs> yeah. Um, so you need everybody. And, and I think that's why I've, I loved it the most is because of the fact that you just have to work as a group. So. And, and, and you, and you, and you get to work as a group too. Yeah, like, yeah. I think with like you said, I mean, you said you, you, you have to, and you also, you also get to like, we, mm-hmm. we, we do so many things by ourselves. And, you know, it's funny when I, I was talking to Hugh about the AAU tournament down in Florida, um, this was months ago. Um, Cause they, you know, still one of the last volleyball tournaments and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, he thinks that the, the biggest thing that happened was kids had forgotten you know in that short time frame what it was like to be on a team what it was like to compete like like we can go through all of these things and and do a lot of things by ourselves but at the same time we can we miss the 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 team aspect the working together Mm -hmm. right you don't you don't always enjoy working on a group project but but when you're working together in a team and competing like there's just a lot of positive things that that happen with that and so yeah no i i think that's i think that's a huge um definitely a huge part of of volleyball and it's unique you know they're they're really i mean we we love soccer we love basketball we we love mm-hmm. football in our house football is probably the closest correlation to volleyball because you yeah. can't do a whole lot without you know working together as a team i mean if you're off yeah. of, you, you can have the best running back and the best quarterback in the world but if your offensive line stinks, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. And, 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 you know, volleyball is kind of the same way. I was a libero. And when I had a bad game, we really struggled to win. Sure. Now I could have the best game of my life and we'd still lose. And still lose. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's actually the net. That's probably the, that. So as an adult, because now my daughter plays mm-hmm. um, and I coach, you know, I went from coaching college ball to coaching 11s and clubs so so that is always entertaining um, huge huge difference i'm huge sure difference. Oh my but you know my parents on my team um it, it took them a little while to understand that i'm not ever going to get onto those kids for missing a serve now maybe yeah. at the college level yeah i mean i expect you to be able to somewhat perform on time when it's when it's tied 23 23 exactly i mean there's there's yeah. times there's times where i really do expect you to you've got enough experience to perform, but at those ages, that's never going to happen. They're yeah. never going to hear anything from me about missing a serve or, you know, shanking a pass or, or anything. I want them to fall in love with the sport Yeah, because there is not very many other opportunities in life to lose consistently over and over and over again, and then have to 
get your brain turned back on <laughs> 15 seconds later and perform again. Yeah. And, and as an adult, what I love that this sport is teaching my daughter and who knows how long she'll play. I mean, she might be done at 13 or she might try to play all the way through. I, I don't know. But what I love so much about the sport for her is it is teaching her the ability to bounce back. And as an adult in the working world and the business world, the most successful people are the ones that have the bounce back ability, yeah. things to go completely wrong and everything fall apart. And they've got to turn around and, you know, as my mom would say, put your big girl panties on and, and go again. Yeah. And volleyball teaches that just, I mean, there's no room for sulking. There's no room for, you know, throwing a pity party for yourself when the game is on. Cause that next ball is coming at you. You yeah. got to let it go and move forward really quickly. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a certain level of perseverance just in general. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even, I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a huge level of perseverance. You just have to have some, because like mm -hmm. you said, I mean, you're going to shank a pass and then you have to potentially pass the next ball. Cause they're probably going to serve it at you. Um, right. You have to be able to hit the ball into the net or make an error and then be prepared to pass the next ball and then maybe get set on the next ball. Like it's just, mm -hmm. you, you have to have that bounce back. You have to have that perseverance at a certain level to play, play the sport. And and I think that's why like the, the team aspect is, is so critical in some ways mm -hmm. because you are constantly um, depending on one another and then also constantly building each other up. Like it's a, yeah. it's a really weird um, effect when you're when you're encouraging your teammates and at the same time like getting encouraged um, yeah, as you definitely. kind of go through this process and 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 you're going to fail right like the and we both coach college like you're you're not going to win a set twenty five to zero you're just not no. so the other team's going to score <laughs> the other team's going to score points you're going to mess up like it's just going to happen it's what you what you do and kind of some of those in-betweens that, that, that make a huge um, impact on the, on the result of the game. Because that's the thing is this game, this game is really about who makes the fewest amount of errors. Because yeah. the errors will happen regardless. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's real life. And I, I think sometimes too that we forget that that's real life. You know, we have a, we have a culture that celebrates A's. You know, we have a culture that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. you know, um, we won't even go into the participation trophies and all of that. You know, I'm sure there's some places that you and I see eye to eye on those kinds of things. I want, and, and I know, you know, parents look at me like I'm crazy, but there have been many times where I have looked at my parents from my younger age groups and said, what I want your child to learn is how to be a good loser. Yeah. And they think that that's nuts, but, but that is truly the best life skill. I think that volleyball creates in kids is because you learn how to lose and then turn around and go again, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with the games themselves. You can lose match one of a tournament and then win the tournament, depending upon how things fall. Yeah. You know, but you got to be ready to play again in 30 minutes. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of the, the hard parts, like, um, and and we can get a little bit more on track here in a second, but, like, I... The, the difference between club and college, right? Mm -hmm. You are going to play s several matches in a qualifier weekend and several matches in regional tournaments that aren't going to matter, mm -hmm. right? Like whether you win or lose, if, if you lose on day one, 
right of of a qualifier then you're Mm -hmm. not getting a bid so you're you're playing back-to-back days you know potentially six matches in those two days that literally don't matter except like to win and to to effort and and to compete yeah yeah so and, and so switch that over to the college game you know where like you don't you don't have those matches anymore like you don't yeah. have those matches that don't really mean anything. Like every right. match is really important. And so the, the difference between those two scenarios, I think is, is really big in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And if, and if you're, if you're consistently in a situation where you don't have to have that, like that, that perseverance mm-hmm. um, and, and that bounce back that you're talking about and, and your teammates encouraging you and things like that, that you can, it can be really hard to to work yourself up for a match because you play, you know, 33% of your high school, not high school, but club career is played in matches that don't really matter. Um, I think, I think that that's something that, that I feel like is, is um, lacking as, as, as athletes go from, from high school to college, you know what I mean? And just that, like you have to turn, turn it around and you have to make a difference right now or, like we, you know, we can't, can't do anything. Right. Well, and that's what, like my, my statement about being a good loser, being a good loser does not mean you're getting good at losing and having a good attitude after you lose. Yeah. It's being able to lose a point or being able to lose a joust or being able to lose, you know, even a set of the game and then turning around and doing it, going as hard as you can again to win. Yeah. You know, and you're right at the, at the college game. And I think that's probably like you mentioned, and it's the hardest transition for a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of kids going, for you know, sure. because if you win 60% of your matches as a high school student or as a club player, like you're pretty doggone good because most club teams are going to lose yeah. quite a few matches. Yeah. I mean, I've gone to tournaments before where we've lost all but one or two, you know, um, <laughs> those are brutal, by the way. I don't recommend that to anybody, but they happen um, in college you're getting 30, 35 matches, give or take a little bit. Yeah. And every single one of them is crucially important. And it's not necessarily just at the division one level. It's not just crucially important for that, for that year, but it also affects your rankings for the future years, sure. you know, and, and you're constantly trending up and down. And, you know, we talk about that a lot in, in, um, you know, cause I'm in the business world now. I'm not, I'm not coaching full time anymore. Yeah. But in the business world, you're you're constantly trending up or trending down. Or trending down, one of the two. Yeah. Uh-huh. There and no, and I think the, every the Tommy Boy quote, either growing or you're dying, they know third direction. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, you taking it to Chris Farley would never happen. Um, uh, never. <laughs> never. No movie quotes, no, no, no sports references. Quotes, never. Never. No, no, never. Not how not how I work. Not happening. But in the business world, that's what's happening. <laughs> you're 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 never staying still. There is no such thing as staying still. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always trending up or you're trending down. Yeah. And and in volleyball, you know, I'm sure lots of players have heard things like, and I think even Hugh has been one that has said this before. You mentioned he had him on there not too long ago, but but every rep is making you better or worse. Yeah. You know, every match is making you better or worse. And I know that that's the case in other sports too. I know it is. But volleyball has that unique team aspect also. Yeah. You know, and so you're either becoming a better teammate or a worse teammate. Mm-hmm. a better support for your team, you know, or worse every game. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, I, I think volleyball, maybe this is unsubstantiated, but maybe more than any other sport, 
team attitude and team communication affects oh your gosh. ability. Huge. To win. Huge. It's huge. The, um, the, I mean, I, I can see, and, and I still see it now, which, which blows my mind that we're in 2020 and I've been out of coaching for uh, three or four years, whatever, um, at this point. <clears throat> and even when, you know, even when I was coaching in college, I would still see club teams that do that. And like the, the not coming together after a huddle or yeah. uh, not, not coming after together a after a play or after a point. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, um, you know, not helping your teammate up off the floor that just, uh, you know, pushed really hard for a ball or the, and, th- and this is, this is a me thing. And, and I remember, um, my girls, when I, when I came back and coached club for a year, my girls made fun of me a lot about this, but, um, like the, the teams that come in for a huddle and it's like all staggered and they're each doing their own thing. Like it, mm-hmm. it's you, you you're, you're putting the vibe out there that we're not all in it together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and so, so you, you watch those teams play and you go, I mean, they, they kind of act like they don't like each other. You know, what you're talking about as far as team, you know, being unified and working together. Like, I think there's a lot of things visually that you can do. And, and there was this, you know, the, the, the statistics that came out when the Dallas Mavericks were playing the, the Cavs, or was it the Heat? We're playing the Heat in the finals. And, and the amount of times that, like, the Heat were fist bumping, chest bumping, high fives, you know, whatever, was exponentially more than what the Heat was doing during that series. And it, and it showed. Yeah. I mean, it showed oh, yeah. visually. It shows, in, in, you know, in their emotion and their intensity and stuff like that. So, I think that, um, you know, one, uh, and one of the best parts about the game is just the, the ability to um, encourage one another and mm-hmm. show that. And, and I'm, I'm always disappointed when I see teams not doing those things because it, it does, I think, hurt, um, you know, the, the team in a, in, a, in a bigger, bigger picture. You know, and I think that's one of those unique aspects of being a team yeah. that truly comes from the players, You know, I think sometimes we as coaches, you know, we've been players, but as coaches, there's a lot of things that we wanted to like that we want our teams to look like we want, we want our teams to do certain things. And I found there are times where I didn't have the right mix of players to where they expected and demanded that of themselves, you know, and if I try to create a culture where it's like, this is what you do after every play, you know, and if not, we're we're running or we're doing the play again or whatever it may be. It, it works so much better when the players are the ones that take responsibility for that. You know, so I don't yeah. know if there's any players that listen to your podcast, but be that kid, you know, be, be the kid that yeah. demands it of your team that no, we're getting together, you know, coach call a timeout. We're not, we're going to be together. You know, we're not going to just walk away from each other at the end of a play. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's actually, you know, from, from a recruiting standpoint, when I was talking to some, this is uh, one of my posts on Instagram from two years ago, I did like the top 10 college coaches, pet peeves. And number mm-hmm. one was, um, was be a good teammate. Yeah. Like number one, we're, we're watching you we're watching your evaluation we're watching you physically, but we're also evaluating whether or not you're a good teammate. And if you're not a good teammate, then that, that lowers your stock really, really quick, really quickly. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's, that's huge mm-hmm. when you have a group that's, 
that's working together and and pouring into each other and, and being good teammates. It's definitely it's fun, and you and you remember those teams like you oh, remember yeah. you remember those years, you remember those seasons um, when you had those teams that were like they were all everyone was a good teammate mm-hmm. um, to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for and, sure. And honestly, those are the teams that win. I, I yeah. would take a less oh, talented sure. team that knows how to be a good team, like knows how to work well together, 100%. and knows how to encourage each other in a heartbeat. You know, um, I can think back to teams where player to player, you know, I could line up every one of the kids on the super successful team next to every one of the kids on the not as successful team and player by player, the team that lost more was physically superior in every way, you know, and, and, you know, one versus another, if we did like a one-on-one drill, the, the team that lost more would have beat the other kids, but man, because they knew how to work hard, because they didn't give up, you know, because they, they truly knew how to encourage each other, those teams won. And yeah. the, the intangibles in the sport, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think for a lot of college coaches out there in the recruiting world, I think they're looking for the intangibles every bit as much because they can find another talented kid. You know, the yep. intangibles are the are the things that make you go from a decent team to a phenomenal team. And you can have a couple kids on your team that are just there for their ability to pound the ball. And maybe they're not as good of a teammate. But if you get that balance out of whack, you go from yeah, being really sure. talented with a lot of potential to bleh, you know. <clears throat> yeah. So. And, and it can it can happen really quick, I think. Really quick. Um, yeah, it, it's I think it's definitely one of the the most fun things about the sport is to watch teams be successful um, because they are a, because they are a good team. They don't just have, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they have like some players that are, that are uh, not, you know, more talented or, you know, Mm -hmm. they get more sets or, you know, they have more kill, like better stat lines or whatever. Obviously you have some of those kids, I think probably in every situation, um, but, but I think when you see teams just work really well together, I think that's yeah. what, what makes the sport, um, you know, so unique and so great for, for us, for us that, you know, understand and can see those things for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pull out a, an example. Um, you and I used to coach at a smaller division two conference. Um, and we had a team in that conference that not a single one of those kids looked all that phenomenal, <laughs> but you could, you couldn't really count any of them out and you never knew which kid was going to get hot on a given day. It's not, yeah. I felt like the easiest teams to play against were the ones where it was like, okay, if we can shut down, you know, player you know, number you know six exactly. and player number yeah. nine, we can shut them down. Yeah. We got this covered. But when you got a team yeah. that every single kid on that team could rise up on any given day and none of them are counted out, they may not have a superstar, you know, because yeah. every game they might have a different person that's winning and kills. And, and I mean, how neat is that? You know, it's not like, it's not like football, you know, where you take out the, you know, if you can get in a quarterback's head, the whole game falls apart. It, it's just sure. totally different. This game is so different and unique. And I think when people, I think that's why, you know, in smaller communities, I live in Abilene, Texas, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we really didn't have hardly any volleyball here. Um, mm-hmm. But now the sport has taken over as the most popular women's sport in town because it's just, it's infectious. You know, when yeah. people start playing it and they realize how fun it is and how, how different every game could be. I mean, it's, it's and always it's, up in the air. And it's one of those sports too, like you can get better at it. 
Yeah. You know, like, I, and I always tell, and, and your daughter started really young and that's, I don't have anything against that, but I tell people all the time, like that say, oh, you know, we started volleyball late. We didn't start until we were, we were 13s. And I was like, that's not <laughs> that's late. That's not late. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I tell people, like, I tell people too, there's not anything, if you're coachable and athletic enough, then, then there's not anything that you can't learn technique and skill wise mm-hmm. from when you show up uh, your freshman year of high school, in yeah. my opinion, like if, if you're coachable and you listen to, and you have good training and yeah. you're athletic and can move, like you can, you can figure this sport out. And so I think for, for a lot of people that kind of like, I don't, like you don't understand the sport maybe, but there's, if you can have some good training, then you can, you can be successful at the sport and maybe not, not saying everyone, obviously not everyone can play in college or play at whatever level in college, but, but you can have some success playing the game. Like how many, I mean, how many club, not club, um, but, but uh, what's it intramural like yeah. volleyball games and teams do they have at the college level? Like there's, hundreds and so hundreds yeah. of of just regular college students just playing the game because it's fun because and, it's and fun. i think that and i think it goes back to what you said like you score a point mm-hmm. someone scores a point on every play and, <laughs> and that and, and that's and that intriguing maybe, that maybe shouldn't be as big a deal as what it is but but if we're really looking <laughs> at why we love the game so much somebody scores yeah. a point on every play yeah. every play uh-huh. somebody scores and and sometimes it can be a really stupid point I and mean, sometimes, yeah, I there's there's a uh, there's uh, you and I have both watched enough volleyball to where you know you're you're watching a match or coaching a match and and something happens and everyone's like oh and start and and all the all the parents and families and all the crowd is is cheering and the coaches are sitting there like ugh you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like so I can't believe times. that I can't believe that just happened. I know like, they're so excited don't. that you know we won a point because two kids ran into each other and the ball fell down. Yes, yeah, yeah. that was not us earning the point. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel you. I feel you. Well, and it's but, you know it's funny too because um, you mentioned you know kids can start at any age. Um, it, a lot of it does really come down to good training, you know, and and I think I think that the more the more volleyball grows, the more I am seeing the difference between great basic technique training and how, how, how big a difference that makes, you know, mm-hmm. um, out in West Texas, there's so many, so many teams, you know, high school teams and junior high teams and stuff that are, are coached by people that are way more familiar with different sports. You know, there, there may be a soccer coach that's filling in for volleyball or a basketball yeah. coach that's filling in for volleyball. But then you have a couple of, schools where everybody has some basic volleyball knowledge and they really understand the basics of technique and those teams are just heads and tails above you know sure. maybe they're maybe they're not as athletic um but there there's a lot of skill in volleyball my <clears throat> my daughter like i said she plays volleyball and soccer but her her other favorite sport is golf and golf is another one of those sports where the technique makes oh, yeah. such a big difference huge difference huge difference you can be the biggest strongest guy out there and you're going to hit the ball 100 yards if you don't have good technique. If you even hit it straight, it might go 300 <laughs> yards left. I might be yeah. married to one of those. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so, you know, um, I, I, really, I really hope coaches are paying attention to how much kids and parents are loving this sport. And they're teaching, you know, they're, 
they're getting involved in clinics and they're, and they're getting to know more about the basics of, of technique, the basics of, of drills and things to teach kids. Um, because it, it, it really matters, especially at the higher levels, you know, getting rid of bad habits as 16 or 20 is a lot harder than getting rid of bad habits at 12. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. One of my, one of my least favorite things um, is, is coaches getting on, uh, you know, some of these Facebook groups that I'm, that I'm in um, and going, I need a new drill for this. I'm always just like, ugh, like drills, drills don't, <laughs> they don't fix your problem. And, and, and it's not like, you know, as much as we would love to cookie cut our sport and, and mm-hmm. our kids with other kids, like every single group that you have trains a certain way, learns a certain way. Um, and, that, and that's, what's great about being a coach, I think in so many ways and, mm-hmm. and coaching volleyball is like, your every day is different. You're, you're learning new things about your team every day and how to coach them and how to train them. Um, some things stick with some groups and they just don't stick with others. Yeah. Um, and, and so you have to, I mean, you have to figure out what's going to work for your group. Um, you know, like you have one team where you can, um, you can, uh, teach them a, a skill or technique just by, by breaking it down a little bit mm-hmm. and they go, Oh yeah, I totally understand. And they can apply it in at full speed or whatever. And then you have other teams that if, if you don't teach them something at full speed, like I remember one of my club teams, we um, had a, had a right side that could play six rotations and also set, but she wasn't one of our setters. Um, and so we actually, we actually took um, out of like, she actually took the second ball if, this was back before libero started taking every second ball, right, which is right. a whole nother discussion. Cause they don't, we don't train liberos to take second ball anymore. We just let them bump everything, which drives me bonkers, but yeah, no, drives me. I digress. We, 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 I know we, you and I could talk <laughs> technique on things we like could, that. That all could day. be a whole nother, we could be a whole nother podcast. A podcast. Um, we could do a whole nother but, podcast on the importance of training your libero correctly and picking the yes. right kid, not just the shortest kid. Not yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually, so she actually took the second ball when the setter dug and was able to like run um, a, a little bit of offense because she had, you know, she set in high school, but she hit and played six rotations for us. Um, and, and, and we needed to work on her doing that because we were, mm-hmm. she wasn't getting reps in, in practice regularly. You know what yeah. I mean? And so we just, we did a, a full speed drill um, and, and like first ball went to the setter, she took the second ball and we played it out and there was not, there was no other like skill training or, or, or drill to just like hit a ball, to the setter, she took the second ball and it just, and it just gave us enough reps and got us comfortable doing it. And then right. we, we never, we literally never worked on like that, um, uh, closed system ever again. And we didn't even work on it in a closed system. Like we worked on it at full speed, like live, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's just, and, and, and that would work for that team, but it probably wouldn't work for another team. Like another team, you would have to break something like that down and give them lots of reps with like no block and you yeah. know, not at full speed for them to really kind of grasp it. So like every, when we have the, the mix of personalities and the mix of team, like how we coach those teams is always, you know, a little bit, a little bit different. I love that because I mean, I think you and I have, we've gone round and round about the concept of drills enough, by the way, that would be another entertaining podcast. 
Um, but, but like, I, I think your point is, is spot on because, um, you know, it's, it's really funny, the coach that I am now when I'm coaching little kids with the goal of helping them become the best technique players later on in life yeah. and to fall in love with the game versus what I did when I was in, with college kids. Um, but there is just a time and a place to train ugly. You know, there's a time and a place to do things at live speed and know that you're not going to get the result you want most of the time because they have to sure. have a chance to, to train at live speed. You yeah. know, and so I, I train ugly with my little kids all the time. We do, we do a lot of, you know, very basic. I, I do. I spend a lot of time on footwork because footwork is just so crucially important to them. So important. If they get if they get that down at the younger ages, that it's a whole lot easier later on to, to do things at full speed. Um, but <laughs> I would have parents after practice be like, what, what? And I'm like, just, just wait. When they get in a match, they know how to do things because they've been doing the things. If yeah. we do everything, if we do everything, just get a pass to target. If we do everything, just hit off of a toss. Then when it's game like, they have no idea what they're doing, you know. And and my little bitty tinies, who no one would have thought would have been any good, um, and were a year younger than everybody else that they played against, won most of our tournaments because we just knew what to do with the ball when the ball's in the air, you know. Yeah. And and training ugly. <clears throat> I mean, again, talking about, you know, people learning how to coach younger ages so that they fall in love with the game. That's one of the things you got to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and figure out, figuring out how to, um, you know, think outside the box and, mm-hmm. and keep, keep volleyball an open system. Cause it is, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun and easy when you're, when you're just hitting off free balls, you're right. everything. Um, you know, I do, I do highlight films and watch highlight films, um, mm-hmm. a lot for, for kids in club now. And, and, and there's a lot of times where I sit and watch film and I go, these are only like your best swings or whatever, your best <laughs> Out of warm up. <laughs> are, yeah. are, well, they're, yeah, they're coming off of free balls. Like that's it. Yeah. Like there's no, there's not a, there's not a block to transition, a dig to transition. Like it's, mm-hmm. everything is very segmented and it, it, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it makes me nervous in some ways, yeah, right? That doesn't, tra- that doesn't translate at all. It, yeah, it doesn't. You're actually going to play like in a real scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it's funny. <clears throat> oh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Well, I was, I was just thinking too, that, you know, along those same lines, my husband is a, a college football player and um, he coached football at, at college and high school and, and uh, junior high levels. Um, and I remember the first time he realized that we like, called plays in volleyball and that we were doing things strategically <laughs> and that like we're yeah. attacking a certain kid or a certain area of the court mm-hmm. or we're tipping at certain times or or whatever like there was so much strategy involved in the game he was like i just thought you were just playing and i'm like yeah that's another thing i love so much about the game of volleyball <laughs> is how much you have to adjust on the fly i mean some the, the best team i ever coached the best team i ever coached we would have a game plan and sometimes we'd get in the middle of the game and the kids would be like, it's, it's, it's not, not, not working. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well then you're the ones that can see, you're the ones that can feel it better than I can on the sidelines, which don't get me started about. I want the coaches to be able to coach from the end line, but, <laughs> but that is not going to change. Only the world was my way. Um, but from the sidelines, sometimes the coaches can't see the same way that the kids can being out there on the court. And so yeah. it's like, okay, well then make adjustments, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, 
Yeah, and I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a great setter and a good defensive core. Because if your back row kids can see something the front row kids can't see, because they're in the middle of actually swinging at the ball, you know, being able to tell somebody where to where to hit it. Um, yeah. There's just so much about this game that is it's nuanced, and the more advanced you get, the the more the game continues to change and evolve. You know, um, and I think other games are like that too. Um, but okay, for example, soccer, right, or basketball. The plays get more advanced as you get older, but sure. the point guard can stand still and dribble the ball as long as he wants while you're setting up the play. Yeah. In volleyball, there's there's no there's no holding the ball still. You're you're still having to do everything at full speed. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that also, like <clears throat> mentality wise, I think your volleyball players sometimes are a little bit. They're quicker to be able to make adjustments in real life because of it. I mean, you and I are both entrepreneurs now. And I think our ability to recognize, okay, this isn't working, let's switch gears, might be a little faster than a lot of other people because of our experience with this particular game. You get you get kind of stuck in a rut and stuck doing doing mm-hmm. things a certain way and you can't adapt and change to the given situation and that yeah, that's a yeah. that makes a struggle. For sure, and and volleyball um, volleyball forces you to be able to adapt and make those changes. Oh, for sure. Because every 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 <laughs> team you every team you play is going to be a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, and so you I mean you have to be prepared for what the other team is going to do, and 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 how you how you're going to respond to what the team is doing differently than than um, you know what the team did the night before or the day before mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, right. You've got to be able to maybe respond in the same way the night the night before, or yeah. maybe a different way. And um, let's think from, about from it from match like, to match. If you know, if if a college football team loses their quarterback one week, and so they play with a different quarterback the next week, they're still running the same offense for the most part, with very few yeah. exceptions. I mean, if you've sure. got Tom Brady and then you've got Cam Newton, you might have a different offense. Yeah. I get that. Um, from week to week, but most college football teams aren't going to change everything because of losing a player at a specific skill position. But if you have one setter on Friday who goes down with an ankle and the next day you play that team on Saturday with a different setter, the team is literally going to look very different. Totally different. Totally different. The team just became totally different overnight and you've got to be able to adjust to that, you know, and the players on the team have to adjust to that because you're, you know, you're going to have a different, a different percentage of sets to the right side and the back row versus the outside, depending upon which setter you're, you're using. Yeah. Nothing. We don't have to get in statistics either. We but, could, we could yeah. talk statistics all day long too. Statistics all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and how important they are to keep them on yourself and on others <laughs> and how quickly you can lose track of what's going on. If you don't keep statistics, like if your head yeah. coach puts her clipboard down and walks away for 20 minutes, we've never had that happen. No, never. <laughs> um, one of, one of the things that I like, you know, we talked in the beginning about like the, the perseverance aspect of it. And, and I think um, one of the things that I did when I got into club was I just started keeping like a plus minus um, mm-hmm. and, and one to kind of to, you know, when, when things were going bad, like obviously, okay, we got to stop and figure out what's, what's going on. But then also like, and, and you've, I mean, you've coached long enough. Sometimes you're just, you're beating up on a team and, and yeah. like the, the team forgets that they, 
have to work hard or, hard or score to points uh-huh. to win. Yeah. Right. And, and the other team is just kind of losing and right. you're not necessarily winning. Um, and so like, it, when you, when you do like a plus minus, like, like I've done, you can, you can see those gaps where mm-hmm. like the other team has scored so many points for you that you haven't scored any points and you forget that you have to. And then all of a sudden yeah. the other team starts earning their points and they start creeping back in and, you know, like calling, I'm, I, I, would, I would call a timeout and I would say, we haven't earned a point in the last nine serves. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And, and and we haven't, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not losing, but we're not, we're also not, we're not earning any points. And we're either. not, and again, we're not trending upward. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, cause again, so much about volleyball is about momentum. So much about life is about oh, momentum, sure. yeah. you know? And so we need to be trending the right direction. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I think one of, one of the things, um, and, you know, going back to every, every team can do things, handles things differently and does things differently. But, um, uh, the, the starting the match zero, zero, like playing every point, like it's game point or playing every mm-hmm. point, like it's the first point and, and going like, we have just as much pressure on us to score now at 24, 23, as we do at zero, zero and, yes. and practicing that and creating that, that perseverance and that ability to bounce back, you know, um, and, and athletes and from you and I, from having that many years in the game, coaching, recruiting, coaching at different levels. You know, you and I both coached super young kids and, you know, 22 year olds. Yeah. Um, I can tell the coaching staffs that don't understand that mm-hmm. and that don't understand the idea of th- there is a time and place for, Hey, made a mistake, shake it off. Let's move on. You know, there's a time and place for that versus there's a time and place for we as a team know we're going to make errors, but we don't let off the gas pedal. We don't let off the intensity. We are still working to win each point. Like it matters, like it's game point. And, yeah. and the, man, it's, it is, it is terribly frustrating to watch teams where that's not the culture. Um, sure. I'd rather watch a team that has that culture lose <laughs> than watch a team that has the, Oh, whatever. We just happen to be more talented than the other team win. Cause you, you yeah. can tell, and you, and you can also tell, cause you, you want volleyball to make a difference in a kid's life. And when, when coaches allow for, for it to not be something that they put their heart into during the time that they're doing it, you know, you don't, you don't have to be thinking about volleyball 24 seven, you know, but think about volleyball during the three hours that you're, you know, involved in a match. I guess for high school kids, the hour and 10 minutes you're involved in a match. <laughs> 40, <laughs> you know, 45 for cl- minutes. Some for of them. club kids, the yeah. 36 minutes that you're involved in a match. You yeah, know? for sure. Awesome. So. Well, hey, um, that was great. Kellen, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Like I said, always, always fun talking the game with people, especially you. I know we have a great time talking the game, we'll, especially we'll have on to... the things that we agree with or disagree with. It's always yes. fun. <laughs> we we will have to have another. We'll have to do this again, and we'll have to have another one. Like, okay, let's talk about all the things that we disagree about disagree of about, the sport, right? and that'll and be we can just argue for hours, and it'll be fun. Yes, that'll be fun. And the other people, <laughs> and then we'll make it public, and other people could listen to it, and it'll be fantastic. And then we'll know what you know the, <laughs> the coaching office looked like in like 2011. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So right. actually, I think tw- I think 12 was the rough year. 
Uh, there, there were lots of reasons that year it was rough. <laughs> we, won't, oh, we won't, we love won't, talk we won't that. go into those publicly. Yeah. No, no. <sighs> so, okay. Well, awesome. um, All right, well, yeah. Th- thanks for being on. Really appreciate it. And, um, you're so welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm excited for you and for all of you people that are out there listening. Jason knows his stuff. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current and volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.